0: Quarantine. You know the vibes. Zoom. Scar, scar. Yo, what's good? This is 24K Golden with Rap TV, and here's my quarantine questions, episode 11.
1: Yeah, you can quarantine the body, but you can't quarantine my soul. So, yeah, what's good, y'all? We got 24K Golden in the building, virtually, of course, for quarantine questions on Rap TV. And I'm your host, Pro to Goat. What's good, bro? How's it going? Just chilling, you know, another Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> bet, bet. And um, by the way, man, congratulations on City of Angels, the music video you dropped last month. It's sitting at like a pretty little 10 million views right now. I know. I'm. That's like
0: the fastest any of my videos have ever gone up like that. So I'm real happy about that. For real, how's that feel, man? I mean, it's just like everything keeps getting better and better. Every release, my music keeps getting better. More people know about me. So it's like. Even with all this there's so much shit that we can complain about, I'm really finding it hard mm. to complain.
1: Yeah, yeah, I bet. And I'm also keep seeing like all these remixes popping up to your songs. Where are they coming from?
0: I mean, it's just this is a this was a song that had such a a reach globally. We wanted to make sure like, yo, if you were showing a, a special amount of love, like we got some for you. So we got the EDM remix, we got the funk dance remix. I got this crazy rapper named Larry out of France. He's about to drop a remix. My boy Youngblood uh out the UK, he's about to do a remix. So we're just trying to 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 give people uh people love this song. We're trying to give them a fresh take on it every time.
1: Bet and it's and like you said, it's big globally, right? Like what country did it really take off in outside of the US?
0: Uh Australia super big, the UK super big, Germany super big. Those those three places showed a lot of love.
1: Okay, bet that. And what's um what's the next music video in the works? So you know, we got
0: well, I I I I'll let you in on a little secret, right? Me and uh, a we got this song called All Right, and we've been trying to figure out when to shoot the video for it with this whole quarantine. But that's the next mm-hmm. video I really want to put out.
1: Okay, bet bet. Well, we'll stay on the lookout for that. And let's talk about um let's talk about TikTok real quick. You're really active on there, huh? I know what I'm doing,
0: man. <laughs> they show me a lot of love. <laughs> I, I love that community too.
1: No doubt, man. You got like two million followers on there. And that's like compared to your Instagram, that's like crazy. Like what's the biggest difference you feel like as far as using TikTok versus
0: Instagram? So when I got on, when I got on TikTok, it was like maybe like eight months after it became TikTok, you know? So it was still at that point where people didn't really believe in it. People didn't really understand it. People were still hating on it. And for me, I was just like, yo, think about if you could get in on Instagram as soon as it as soon as it mm-hmm. launched and started promoting mm-hmm. your stuff. Think about if you could get on on MySpace back in the day and take that over. This is just, I saw this as a, as a great opportunity to, to help spread the word of my music and, you know, make funny videos. just It's like Vine mm-hmm. when I was in seventh grade. I'm pretty much just doing the same shit, except now it's yeah. blowing up my music too.
1: No doubt. And then as far as like how Valentino popped off on TikTok, how did that happen exactly?
0: That was completely random, bro. That was before I was even really like, Hip to to TikTok, and there was this girl named Aviva Sophia, and she made this little dance where she goes like that <laughs> and shakes her hip, on <laughs> some like real e girl anime shit, and it just took off. I remember, you know, checking back every day and seeing it going up and up and up, and I didn't really know where it was coming from until I started talking to Aviva about it.
1: Bad, bad. So, would, would you say TikTok is like your social media platform of choice, or do you still go with Instagram?
0: i mean i i love instagram i love twitter i love youtube i love tiktok it's just tiktok has shown me the most love you know
1: Mhm, for sure for sure and as far as your music videos goes too like um
0: i feel like every time i watch
1: a new music video it's like the production level stepped up a notch you know what i mean like your label is really
0: putting the bag behind the production on those i mean you know it's, it's it's crazy now because most of these videos don't cost as much as you think that they would i've never had a video cost over like fifty thousand dollars, and and we're getting these crazy movie looking, TV looking uh mm-hmm. uh results. So big shout out to Nick John Dora and big shout out to Edgar Estevez. Those are the only people that have done my video so far. Yeah,
1: and then City of Angels. Would, would you consider that to be your most expensive video to date?
0: Mm, I think dropped out of college even was more expensive than that.
1: That one just seemed like it had so much more going on, <laughs> like a whole storyline. Yeah, yeah. On.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you had the moms, you had the birthday party, you <laughs> had those buff ass bodybuilder <laughs> yeah. females. It was that was a fun video to shoot.
1: Man, that seemed like it. And um, and you know, since it is, you know, this is your official quarantine interview. You know, we gotta ask you, what have you been doing during the whole lockdown situation, man? whole
0: lot of Call of Duty, you know, shipment 24-7. <laughs> Call of Duty players only want one thing, and that is shipment 24-7. So I've been running that whenever they got it. You know, just trying to to, to be as productive as possible. I'm starting to read some stuff, you know, just watching movies, trying to get gamed up on culture.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have a Twitch channel too? or?
0: Yeah, I got a Twitch. It's the same as my uh, everything else, 24K Golden
1: okay bet that and then and then so i'm guessing all of these videos they were shot before the whole lockdown right
0: yeah the the city of angels that one was really close it was like probably a couple like less than a month before we went into lockdown oh wow okay and did anything else get canceled for you because of all this man i was i was supposed to be in europe uh actually at the beginning of april end of may and that had to get rescheduled you know just because it's a tour? A tour yeah you know just because there was so much love out there for city of angels we were thinking well mm-hmm. might as well show my face out there too because people overseas you know they go crazy when they see an american artist there
1: yeah that's the I've, I've always heard that overseas shows a lot more love than than the, even the u.s the u.s us americans we're spoiled
0: man we could go see yeah. kanye west in, in concert and then next week see jay-z in concert and then next week see drake like we get to see everything, you know, so other places appreciate it a lot more.
1: For sure. And I feel like even you, like, you know, even you as an artist, like, you could probably do a show out here and then you go overseas, you probably get triple the amount to do a show over there, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's gotta be way more, yeah. All right, bet. And so, yeah, let's take it back one time. You were raised in San Francisco, right? Yup, San Francisco, California,
0: 415 shit.
1: Were you born there too, or?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, technically I was born in, in Redwood City because that was the only hospital that had midwives or something like that. That's what my mom said. Mm-hmm. So they went, drove the 30 minutes to Redwood City, plopped me out, and then boom, back to SF the next day. I was raised there my whole life.
1: Oh, okay. Like down the street from the Full House or place? or No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I wish. That's an expensive-ass neighborhood, man. I wish I grew up there. Yeah, I've always wanted to go up there. It's cool. If you've never been, you definitely got to go, go to Dolores Park, you know, go thrifting, a lot of homeless people around, but it's fun vibes. But, it's yeah. a vibe.
1: For sure. And a lot of people don't know this, but your first name is actually Golden, right? Yeah, it, with the E, yeah. Bet. And then I'm sure, like, I got a weird first name too, but, like, did you get a lot of, like, teasing growing up and stuff because of your name, or...?
0: I mean, not really, you know, I've always, always been that nigga, so people would show me love. <laughs> but my mom, when my, when my dad first suggested the name, she was worried that kids were going to make fun of me and call me like Goldilocks or like Golden Showers mm-hmm. or sh- some shit like that, you know, but it never really ended up happening.
1: So did they, okay, so was it between
0: was it between Golden and something else they were going to pick? Or My mom really wanted to name me Indigo.
1: Oh, that's a tight name.
0: Yeah, I might name my firstborn Indigo just to like you know honor her. Lock, far so far down the right. line though, no babies anytime mm-hmm. soon.
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure. And um, your parents—they were models, right?
0: Yeah. So, uh, when they were like younger, they—my dad, I think he was doing it first, and uh, my mom had like her cousin submitted her in this modeling competition. You know, because back in the days, that's how you got scouted. There wasn't no. Instagram, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you had to you had to just submit and she got second place. So they flew her out to LA, she got a modeling contract and she was just living in LA. And my dad who had already been doing some modeling at the time, cause he just got scouted off the street. Um, mm-hmm. He he went into the restaurant she was working at and they went out dancing and kinda, it was like a love at first sight type of thing. So my dad dips to Japan to go do work over there. Um, and they're a pimp house for six months and then he sends her a ticket. This is the old fashioned way of flying out. (laughs) (laughs) If she comes and lives with him in in Japan, you know, for six months or a year or whatever it is, and they're both modeling and then they go to Europe and, you know, South Africa and all these different places. And I feel like that's why I have such a a open mindedness, just because my parents got to see so much things that 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 Mm -hmm. mentality was imparted on me through
1: how they raised me. No doubt. And then did you travel a lot as a kid or did they slow down once you were born?
0: Yeah, once I was born, and I got a little sister, too. Uh, she's a couple of years younger than me. Once we were born, it it really wasn't – there wasn't enough money to, to travel mm-hmm. like that, you know. So I still haven't been – well, I, I actually, that's not true. I went to Tokyo uh, as my last thing I did at USC. I finessed them out of a free trip to Tokyo, and then I got mm-hmm. a free trip to Tanzania to go, like, do some service work out there uh, this last summer. But other than that, nah. I have a lot more of the world that i want to see you bet did you go to the babe store there yes bro that yo let me show you the shoes i got at the big store bro i got i, the, I, got, the, I, got, the, I got the UGG babe collab sneakers okay out. the last one in my size in the whole world
1: that's crazy i'm
0: sure they got crazy stuff out there right yeah the the they have some of the best fashion in the world like when i was excuse me when i was out there it was just like Every, every single day I was seeing something that would inspire me. You know, they're, they're just so, they're, the aesthetic. Japanese people really know how to, how to, how to build an aesthetic.
1: Mm-hmm. And then did you like, did you record any music out there? Any songs were inspired by your
0: trip? I wish. It was a school trip, right? So I, the, the way that it worked is you go to this class once a week for two hours. And at the end of, um, at the, end of the semester, you get to go to the country that you learned about. And it was a business class. Mm-hmm. So we had to visit these businesses every morning. You know, Costco, uh, Coca-Cola, just a bunch of Japanese businesses and businesses that were out there. But um, so I didn't get that much time to record. You know, I was kind of busy with that stuff. But, you know, we still got to go clubbing. I actually shot a mm-hmm. music video out there. The music video for my well, song, A Lot to Lose, was shot all in Japan.
1: That's crazy. That's what's up, man. That must have been crazy memories from that.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm, that's the shit I'm never going to forget.
1: No doubt. And then your parents, they did some acting, too, right?
0: Yeah, they, it was just acting and modeling together, you know, nothing like super, super huge. But for them, you know, being in their 20s and, and uh, 30s before they had me, they, they they just got a lot of valuable experience and got to see the world.
1: No doubt. And you've got your share of acting, right? You did some Lunchable commercials.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you did <laughs> your research, OK? All right. I, I, I appreciate that. But yeah. When when I was uh, when I was born, my parents were like, "Yo, we kind of made like a cute little human being. Let's go run up a bag for his college tuition or whatever." So when I was a, a baby, I was doing some modeling, and uh, then I got to like age two, and I was like a little badass kid, and I, I didn't want to mm. smile for the camera. I just want to make faces. So we took a break. Then when I was, like, 10, I got back into it doing more acting stuff. So Honda, Lunchables, Blue Diamond Almonds, all that good stuff. Do you remember your biggest paycheck? Like, which one paid out the most? Bro, being, like, 14 years old, getting, like, $15,000 is the – getting $15,000 now. (laughs) Right now, yeah. Right? But imagine being 14. You don't got no fucking bills. You don't got no Uber fees. I was just buying video games and sneakers and, you know, taking that money, investing it, getting shit to flip. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing that was what? That was probably the Honda
1: or the Toyota commercial, right? Like your biggest paycheck? My
0: biggest one was the Blue Diamond Almonds, for sure.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. Bet, bet. And then it was was it in one of the World Series commercials? Yeah, it it was a World Series
0: commercial, yeah. (laughs) Crazy, right? That's crazy, yeah.
1: No doubt. No doubt. And then then in high school... (laughs) No doubt. And then um, in high school, you started making music, right?
0: Yeah, sophomore year.
1: Okay, so shout-out to Paperboy. Yep. shout-out to Paperboy.
0: <laughs> you know, it was just like being, being – as, as a freshman, you know, I was just, you know, hanging out with my friends, getting blazed and, and making the craziest freestyles in their car. And I was like, yo, I actually might be able to, to do this. And once I talked to Paper about it and he brought the idea up of just making a song to go up in school – because he had the studio and everything and he taught me really how to write music at first and and how to rap and how to lay my vocals down it was it was over from there you know first i took over my school then i took over all the high schools in san francisco Mm -hmm. and i started taking over the bay area and now this shit is global they're listening to in munich germany
1: that's that's nuts And and then when he let you record upstairs in the studio did he charge you for that or did he just let you do it for free
0: Nah, he's never charged me for for anything in my life. That's my guy. So I tell that him all the guy. time. Once I once I get that that next record deal, once it's that ten million dollar check right here, you already know what's happening.
1: <laughs> and then does he still hook you up with those exclusive drops for the sneakers and stuff?
0: Of course. That's like that's literally like my big brother right there. Like anything I need, he's got me, and he knows it goes both ways.
1: No doubt, no doubt. And then um actually um I'm gonna let you guess real quick what my favorite song of yours is. Is it a, new, a newer one or older one? It's it's a old it's an old ass song. Is it Gucci Goyard Gasha? Nah, it's Broke Boy.
0: Wow! <laughs> wow! The
1: original original song. The original one, but um, uh, but yeah, what's the difference between Broke Boy? This is what I've always wondered. What's the difference between Broke Boy and Long Chop Shorty? Like, when you created it, what was the
0: difference? Long chomp broke boy, like that was the, that was like literally the first song I ever made. So me and Paper we wrote that together. You know he did his feature on there. But long chomp shawty, that was the first song that, that I wrote all by myself. I remember, you know, there was these girls in in my high school that would always wear these long chomp bags, and as a mm-hmm. joke, you know, we just called them long chomp shawties. And uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming back from a party from a party one night, like my sophomore year, and and I was just like, it was so late at night, I was like, yo, this is the perfect time to talk about the long chomp, the long chomp shoddy. like, hold on, my bad, I lost my train of thought, this is the perfect time to, to talk about that long chomp shoddy shit, because, because I'd just been at that party, so I wrote it at like 3 a.m., like, I was sleeping over my boy's house in the sleeping bag on the floor, and I was like, this is it, I felt like, like, I just discovered E equals MC Square or some shit. Mm-hmm. And when I put that mm-hmm. out, that was the song that really made people at my school like, oh, this is kind of funny, but it's also kind of hard, too.
1: Yeah, so they would just play it and, like, people would be like, oh, shit, I heard your song.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: No doubt. And then, and then, obviously, you know, you went to USC with a full scholarship for business. Yes, sir. How the fuck did you get a full scholarship for business? So,
0: listen, everybody, everybody thinks that, yo, this nigga must be a football player. This thing it must be on the black basketball team or something. You know, maybe he's a good swimmer, but nah, I never played sports my entire life. Like I was always really just on trying to get money and just hang out with my friends and, and do creative stuff, you know. So school was 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 a big deal for me too growing up because, you know, my both my parents went to college and they didn't pay for it. You know, they they all both yeah. of them got scholarships. So it was never a question of are you going to college or not? It's where are you going to college and how mm-hmm. big of a scholarship are you going to get? So mm-hmm. originally, you know, I wanted to be a hedge fund manager. I thought I was going to go do all this business stuff, which I still am. It's just the orders mm-hmm. change around a little bit now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I remember the first time I, I ever came to L.A. with Paperboys. that was really what opened my eyes to the possibilities of this being real. And that just so happened to be the same trip that I found out I didn't get into Stanford, which was my dream school at the time. And... Okay. Looking back, you know, everything happens for a reason, because if I didn't go to USC, I wouldn't have, you know, met the people I met and been in L.A., and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be talking to you right now.
1: Facts, facts. And you wouldn't have made that, that anthem, Bitch, I Go to USC. Bitch, I so. Go to USC. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And by the way, man, also shout out to fucking Herschel from DJ Booth, man.
0: Yes. Shout out to Herschel Pandia from DJ Booth. He's the one that uh, he wrote the the initial article um, about talking about the stigma of SoundCloud rappers and how you shouldn't be Mm -hmm. judged off the platform that you put your music on. You should be judged off Mm -hmm. how good your music is. And at the end of that article, he wrote this little thing saying like, yo, any SoundCloud rappers want to send me your music, I'll listen to 40 seconds of it. I forget about Mm -hmm. it. Two weeks later, boom, I see on my timeline, yo, he did a follow-up article and I'm in it. And he was gassing up my song which led D.A. Doman. D.A. got that dope to see in it. Mm. And then came out to L.A. again, fucked with him, made some songs, and he connected me with records in Columbia.
1: Dope, man. That's a crazy story for real, like, insane. What I want to know, though, is why did you send him Ballin' Like Sharif instead of Valentino?
0: Because you already had it, didn't you? I sent him him three songs. I sent him Ballin' Like Sharif, Valentino, and this song called Wednesday. Yeah, this song called Wednesday. It never came out officially, but it's on my leak page right now on SoundCloud. Uh, But as soon as he heard Valentino, he was like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it right here.
1: Facts, facts. And honestly, like, you were obviously making records for a while before you were able to actually hone in and find your sound, right? And I feel like the song Ballin' Like Sharif is where you found your sound. So what changed about that song in particular that just clicked that you were like yo this is it this is where
0: I gotta go well really it was my first time using auto-tune the the engineer I had gone to before he didn't know how to use auto-tune but I started going to this dude uh, High Life Flow in San Francisco and um he was able to uh he was able to 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 unlock the sauce within me and once I made that Mm -hmm. song I was like yo, I could do cool shit with my voice that I never knew I could do before. Because before I was pretty much just straight rapping because that's what sounded best mm-hmm. with no auto tune.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and as far as your studio process goes, I'm really curious to know too. Like, let's say you walk into a session right now, right? There's a producer, engineer, whatever, sitting there. And then you walk in and you sit down. What happens first?
0: I always like to chop it up with everybody, you know, make, make sure everybody's having a good day, you know, just catch up. Because mm-hmm. some of these people, you know, you don't, so I'm so busy, I don't get to see him for a while. So once we break the ice and, and, and catch up, then it's, uh, there's a couple of different ways that it could go, right? Either mm-hmm. I already have an idea in mind, you know, some like two in the morning voice memo shit that I was like, yo, this is hard, and we'll make mm-hmm. that into a real song. Or, you know, they'll cook up a beat from scratch and, and we'll just get on whatever vibes I'm feeling that day.
1: do you have any like rituals when you record you have like henny or weed or anything like that in the sessions or
0: i mean you know every session is different but i like to keep uh as focused as possible like when what i what i go into if i worked at if i worked at like uh if i was a doctor for example if i was a surgeon i wouldn't go Mm -hmm. into work drunk you know so it's like Mm -hmm. some for some people it helps them creatively but for me my best music comes when I'm most focused. So I just try to stay as locked in as possible.
1: No doubt. I mean, but at the same time, it's not like you'd get drunk. You just get awesome, right? So it so. is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, yeah. Fact. But you're also signed to, so you're signed to Records in Columbia, right? And you've talked about previously how it's actually a lot harder for you to get features than you initially thought signing to the label, right? Um, I was just going to ask, because you do have a few features, like notable features and stuff. I was just wondering, like, how you linked up with Fetty Wap for the song, uh, the Grand.
0: To be honest with you, man, I still ain't, ain't never met Fetty Wap. I want to so bad, Bruh. yo. That is, that is like one of my, one of my like nostalgic, like artists I would love to meet. You know, And we just never got around to shooting the video for that song. It didn't uh, do what we thought it would, would do, but that was mm-hmm. more just like I, I made this song and I knew that I needed somebody dope on it. And, and, for it to be the only feature on my whole project like that's such a me thing mm-hmm. like no features and then boom fetty mm-hmm. walk right here like it's, it's that <laughs> nostalgia you know it's it's gonna bring me back for sure
1: for sure and what so okay so my question is because i was listening to the song and um the whole beginning part is all fetty right did you send him the hook to to sing or that's oh, oh that's, that's you used to the verse. yeah oh okay okay yeah that song was fire though i was surprised i didn't see a music video for it
0: yeah, you know, maybe it'll blow up on TikTok in six months. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there you go. And um, how the hell did you meet uh, Landon Q? That was that was a fucking, that was a funny-ass uh, story, too. So uh, my best friend, Omer Fetty, um, he's a, an incredible producer and guitarist. And he had been working with Landon before on some music. And he was telling Landon, like, yo, my friend, you know, Golden, he just moved to L.A. recently. He's going up, check out his music. And Landon was fucking with it. So one day when Omer was coming to the crib that I was staying at over the summer to kick it, uh, Landon pulled up with him. And we just chopped it up. And we actually, we played tennis in the backyard because the crib I was staying at, had a tennis court. So we just played tennis that first time and we hit it off. And then I went on tour with him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talking about the tour, tell us how you almost died.
0: (laughs) So, So I was sitting in the bus listening to been here before you know, listening to the mix, trying to to, to get it right, approve the master. And uh, I remember just looking, stopping, looking up and seeing the road. And it was all, um, it was all, uh, it was all road. And then I see grass and then I see a mm. telephone pole and everything starts getting shaky and boom, there's just that impact. And we actually go through the telephone pole, knock down all the wires and like a fire starts around the bus, you know, Luckily, we uh, crashed right in front of, like, a Firestone tire factory or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, they come out, put it out. We all dip out the car because we don't know if that shit's about to blow up or what. And then the firefighters got to come. And the rest of the tour, this is, like, after the third show, right, that we crashed. The mm-hmm. rest of the tour is mm-hmm. in the Suburbans and rental cars the whole time. I've never been more cramped in my entire life. Yeah, I
1: bet. That must have been crazy. But
0: given the fact that you guys had to switch over to
1: Suburbans, were there any crazy groupie stories? Nah, not on this tour. Not on this tour. Okay, okay, and um,
0: have you got a chance to to meet Little Skies or do any songs with him? Nah, I'm a fan of his music, though. You know, I think it's he he's he just had a baby, you know, so I'm sure that's his number one priority right now. It'll happen when it happens.
1: For sure, for sure. And then outside of um, like you said, you were shooting music videos earlier for these past couple months. What else have you been up to?
0: Uh, you know, just trying to. I'm, I've been working on my album. Really, that's the that's the okay. biggest thing. So. It's going to be called El Dorado, and this is my first album. You know, the, the first project was an EP, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's so mm-hmm. much to prove and that I'm capable of making a, a Grammy-worthy material album. Whether they want to give it to me or not, that's up to the politics, you know. But I just, make the best, I just want to make the best album I possibly can, explore new vibes and, and create a world, you know. I think that's, that's what, what, what makes the most successful artists, the ones that can create their whole world.
1: bet. And then do you have like a concept going into it or something that you really want this album to be as far as different than everything you've done up to this point?
0: Yeah. So calling it El Dorado comes from the ancient city of gold, El Dorado. Right. Mm -hmm. It was this place Mm -hmm. where all these conquistadors, you know, they came because they heard, yo, this whole shit is made up out of gold. Let's run it up. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. they never found it. Right. So my story is, what if they did find it? And 500, 700 years later, it's kind of, you know, near future. Somebody turned this into an incredible, luxurious hotel resort palace kind of place, right? What is the Mm -hmm. music that you would be listening to there? And what are the stories that are going to be told through music coming from that place? And it's based off my own personal experiences, just kind of transformed into this setting.
1: Okay, dope. That's a a crazy concept.
0: Yeah, so... And then at the same time,
1: too... Yeah. And at the same time, too, I know, like, whenever you did a project before, you'd always talk about, like, how you wanted to be so versatile that, like, every song sounded completely different than the other one. Is that the same idea going into this? Or do you think it's going to be more conceptual, like, as far as the sound?
0: so in, in terms of uh in terms of versatility that's always going to be something that i'm bringing to the table okay. i think i've just figured out a way to refine it more right because you're still going to get the rap songs you're still going to get the r&b songs the pop songs the rock songs it's just going about it in a different way and figuring out how to combine those elements within the same song
1: okay true true no I
0: feel, i honestly feel like Like
1: taking something like this as far as the concept that you're given and then being able to really experiment with the sounds can really like take you from where you've been because you've been growing but like really shoot you up to like the very next level like I feel like that's like right around the corner
0: I feel like it's time to 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 get a little more personal you know because people love the songs Mm -hmm. and, and people love all the stuff I'm doing on social media but you know I I really just want a, a chance to, to, to showcase to the world who I am and what I'm about and what I've been through through my music, which is something I don't know. I feel like I haven't gone deep enough on that. Mm-hmm.
1: True. No doubt.
0: And then. OK, so this is the part of the interview.
1: It's called the GOAT Challenge. Right. So it's five random questions and you got five seconds to answer each one. Are you ready? Let's get it. All right. Bet. what's your favorite episode of Weird Foods with, with Andrew Zimmerman? Hmm uh
0: probably yeah. more Asian, like china eating the crickets
1: <laughs> okay okay um next question what's your mom's favorite kanye song
0: uh the workout one the workout plan new workout plan oh
1: okay bet
0: um next question who is enzo credenza enzo credenza is a billionaire playboy philanthropist tennis superstar you know one of my many alter egos
1: okay okay and then for this one all right so for this one we are gonna take a step back i want you to think in your mind of the fastest animal on the planet okay all right and then on the count of three i want you to say the name all right okay ready all right one two three peregrine falcon, falcon. Did we just become best friends <laughs> yeah. i think so <laughs> you want to go do karate in the you pool? ever watch that brothers. yeah i love that movie That was hilarious, but yeah, no, that's fast as shit. A lot of people didn't know that it can travel 240 miles per hour. So So fast, yeah, nuts. And um, all right, next question: What martial arts did you do for seven years? I
0: did Capoeira for seven years. You know the Brazilian martial arts. It looks like a dance till I kick your ass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No doubt, and it's funny because I probably don't look it, but I'm actually Brazilian, so that's my shit too. Okay, fire, fire. And you kind of look like Eddie Gordo. Have you ever played Tekken? Uh-uh. What's his name? I'm about to look him up. Okay. okay, look him up. Eddie Gordo. So, it's a video game called Tekken. Tekken 3, it was back in the day a little bit. And um, he was the character in the video game that did the martial arts of Capoeira. Yeah, so yeah! Every-
0: <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, damn, you just fucking unlocked the memory I didn't know I even had, bro. Goddamn. Yo, he was a my, beast of me right here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is me right here. This is my new like, inspiration for life.
1: No doubt, man. There you go. There you go. A little gem right there. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. So yeah, congratulations, man. You passed the go challenge. Thank you, man. So also, you said that T Pain was a big inspiration growing up, right? Yes. Huge inspiration.
0: What's your favorite
1: what's your favorite T Pain song? Bartender. Okay. I met the bar with her. Mm, Love that shit.
0: Yeah. Did you like the um the Tory Lane's remixes stuff that he did? Yeah, I thought that was super dope. You know, just kind of taking them nostalgic. Like it's like it's it's all it's all about nostalgia. You know, he was taking what people love and put his own spin on it. He's an incredibly talented artist.
1: Facts, facts. And would you also consider Drake a big influence?
0: Yeah, I, I think you know if I really gotta if I really had to hunker down and think about it, it would be Michael Jackson, Drake, like ASAP Rocky, T Pain, like just for for everything. You know, from the the clothes to the girls to the music Mm -hmm. those are that's like you throw that all in the blender add some secret sauce Mm -hmm. and you get golden
1: no doubt and on the song on the song unbelievable you had a
0: similar flow to the whole marvin's room thing how did that come about so we were at posty fest and um this was me and cash's first time really like linking up because we both uh, work with Jasu, a really good friend of mine who's a producer, too. And they had this studio bus that Post Malone had been taking with him on tour. So we all like, yo, let's make some shit. So we go to the studio bus. Jasu pulls up the beat. And I just, for some reason, something's telling me, Marvin's room, Marvin's room. So I flip that flow and do the hook. And I've been, you know, up all last night, all day. So i go going to take a nap on the bus. And when I wake up an hour and a half later, Cash is damn near done with her verse. I'm like, yo, you snapped on this. And <laughs> it was just the most, I feel like my favorite songs are to make are the, the most effortless and and just organic mm-hmm. feeling ones. Yeah,
1: I feel like you probably even, even nowadays, you probably freestyle more in the booth than you ever have before, right?
0: Mm, probably more than I ever have before, but still like real limited, More more so because I feel like, you know. I can best express myself when I write it and mm-hmm. I think about everything and, okay. you know, can arrange it. But it's like if I say a line and immediately I think of the next hard line, I'm going to just keep it going and then write the rest. Bet, no doubt. You could probably, what, knock out a song in like 10, 15
1: minutes nowadays? If I really if I really had to, yeah.
0: If I really had to, yes. Okay.
1: Facts, facts. And um, you also talked about you wanting to get back into like acting roles in the future and stuff,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I want to know about your acting. <laughs> so, so it's just like, I loved doing that shit when I was a kid, you know? And I, I never really wanted to stop. It was just like, yo, I'm in high school now. I got to do SATs and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. So that kind of had to be on the back burner. And it's so much harder to make it as an actor, I feel like, than as a musician. You know, just because you can't, it, it, there's no SoundCloud for actors, really. You can't just randomly mm-hmm. blow up in, in, in the same way. So, so I feel like this is a good way to to get my foot in the door and videos like dropped out of college and city of angels that showcases my acting ability and my personality. And I've just been meeting with all these different people, you know, trying to get on euphoria or do a a fresh Prince of Bel-Air remake or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's going to happen, you know, it's going to happen.
1: For sure. For sure. Just kind of like how Lil Dickie has his show now. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's huge for him.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. It actually got picked up for the next season, too. It's going crazy. I love that show. Have you seen it yet, the whole thing? Yeah, I have. The crazy thing is this. So, like, I've been in a lot of those situations just for, like, dealing with artists and managing artists and stuff. So, like, I've been in almost every single situation that he do- that happens in the actual show, right? Like, going in to get a feature. The person is late. They end up not doing the feature. They leave. And you're like, I just paid you. What, what the heck? Like, well, like almost everything is just like, yo, this shit is so relatable, like, in the music industry that people don't even talk about. But,
0: Yeah that's what I'm saying. Like everybody in the music industry loves it. And I feel like we're at, we're at a point in culture where the fans are, are interested in the music industry. Like they care about what people, who somebody signed to or what their deal is or mm-hmm. industry mm-hmm. plant, this mm-hmm. industry plant, that features and people want to see behind the scenes. So I feel like this show is a great way of doing that. Has anybody ever called you an industry plant? Um, nah, there was like one video, um, where someone was like, is 24 K going the industry plant? And the, uh, mm. Short answer to the long question is, he was like, nah he's not. He's just really fucking smart at marketing, and he's been working at this shit for a long time.
1: For sure. And you can kind of see, like, the trail leading up to where you are now. You know, you didn't just pop up out of nowhere. Like, you had a few joints that really did numbers before you were, you know, where you're at now. So,
0: like, like I, I'm thinking back to my first song that really got some traction was a song called Plug Line. And it's still on my SoundCloud now. And I remember seeing that get, you know, like, 30,000 plays. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? That's crazy! Mm-hmm. And now it's like, boom, we got songs with like 30 million plays. Mm-hmm. You just like woke up one day and saw that? Uh it was, it was, it was uh, over a period of time. But I just remember, like, mm-hmm. compared to all my other songs, this one was just randomly going. And that was mm-hmm. really cool to me.
1: Bet, bet, and you, you know, one show that I think could do really well, like the concept for you. What? All right, all right, all right. take this. If you were to do a show, right? Based on your dad rules skits.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Bro, like I'm actually like the stepdad. Like you're God. actually the stepdad. <laughs> yeah. That would be hard because people love those. That's a, that's a great idea.
1: That's a great idea. Bro. Bro, just give me my ten percent. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bet no, executive that would
0: producer be- over here.
1: There we go. There we go. Pro to go. The executive producer. But that 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 shit will be tight because I, I like honestly, I feel like they're hilarious and you can really build out a whole story around there. It might be ridiculous, but like it would be hilarious. Yeah, it'll be funny as fuck. People would love that. No doubt. And then you also said that you'd like to
0: do stand up, too, right? Yeah, I see myself being like 50 years old. You know, I got all these crazy <laughs> stories from the music industry. I got kids that I can embarrass. I'm gonna talk all my shit. No doubt. Have you ever worked on a bit or like a joke or anything? Like sometimes like, you know, when I'm faded, I'll just have an idea and I'll just write it down in the notes to, to be brought out, to be unearthed 40 years later. And just talk about it like that. No doubt.
1: No doubt. And then you also talk about versatility here. You also would like to be the face of male hygiene, right? Yes. Yes. There we go. There we go. So my,
0: my face and shit, you know, and, and I feel like not enough people are out here washing their face. You know, they ain't they ain't applying these 24K gold face masks. They need to get on that. And I'm here to, to help lead the way. You, you got like a whole routine? I mean, it depends on, on, on the type of day. But, you know, when I the days that I shave, I get really into it. You know, first, you got to wash your face, exfoliate, right? And then, boom, you put out the shaving cream, you know, sensitive because I got, got sensitive skin. Shave it. Repair serum, you know, make sure you don't get no ingrown hairs or bumps, and then some moisturizer.
1: I'm good to go. There you go. That shit sounds like it's, it's ready to be packaged up and sold to me.
0: That's what I'm saying. You know, four-in-one product right there.
1: No doubt. And then my next question is, what would you call your skincare line, bro? Like the Golden Glow Up? Like, what are we, like... The Golden Glow. That's hard. That's hard right there. Golden Glow, Right. Hey, executive producer over here. I got you.
0: <laughs> have you played around with names or not? With, with for, for the skincare line? Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. Like the golden look, you know, uh, mm-hmm. 24, karat, uh, 24 karat glow, golden glow. Th- those are all, you know, things. And have, like- and have like
1: the mask. You can have the golden mask and everything. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. And um, shit, last but not least, we like to play a game. It's called Smash or Pass with all of our guests. Are you ready? All right. I was born ready for this. Let's get it. So here's the list, right? All right. So you just say if you would smash or pass. So, uh, Jordan Woods. Smash. Facts. Uh, Hannah Montana. Smash. Facts. Takashi's Baby Mama. Smash. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Iggy Azalea. Smash. The girl from iCarly. What, Sam? yeah smash what about the other one smash <laughs> you just smashing everything madonna smash she's a legend there we go there we go there we go just just for the clock points i got you <laughs> easy easy no doubt well shit man thanks for playing the game is there anything else that
0: we should be on the lookout for coming soon um Be on the lookout for when we can go outside again because I'm waiting with y'all, man. I'm ready to get out there and go swimming and shit. Facts,
1: facts. and
0: Okay, go ahead. Real thing, real thing, yo. I'm actually starting a cooking show called 24K Golden Presents Sugar Mamas, and it's going to be me and, you know, some special mom guests, and we're just going to be cooking up and baking and stuff. So that's coming soon. Be on the lookout for that that's genius see that you can kick start the whole actor thing with that there you go there food network holler at me let's get it cracking <laughs> let's get it and um uh are you gonna do that on youtube or your youtube probably started on youtube and IGTV, and then you know when it inevitably becomes the hottest new cooking show of 2020 you know then i'll, I'll hit a food network and we'll see about that
1: no doubt no doubt and um okay so i got i just got one last question for you you ready when are you gonna
0: drop 06 Swag, man? Like, we, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's for the people, yo. That's for the two four K golden leaks. Search that on SoundCloud. You're gonna find everything you're looking for.
1: No, oh, okay, so it is already leaked somewhere out there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's on the it's on the interwebs for sure.
1: Okay, cool. I was just I was just curious about it because I know that was the same night you recorded Valentino and time for that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that I so was just was listening to the sounds. I'll figure it out. I'll go look yeah. for it. I'll go find it. Check shit. it out. It's it's some different shit. It's, it's crazy. No doubt. No doubt. Well, shit, man, you seem like a super level-headed, down-to-earth, real humble dude. Like, just, just like, honestly, like, you're like a breath of fresh air in the whole hip-hop industry shit. Like, keep doing what the fuck you're doing, man. Like, you're killing the game right now. Yeah. Thank you, bro. I
0: appreciate that, for real.
1: Yeah. Like, I see you on some Bruno Mars-type shit. Like, Bro, 24-karat
0: 24, 24 magic, baby. Karat yeah. magic. You should do a remix. I know. Yo. A cover maybe, some quarantine shit. Mm -hmm. There you go. Hey,
1: hey, let's get it. 10% Um, executive producer. 10%, I need that. (laughs) So yeah, once again, I'm pro to go with Rap TV. This has been Quarantine Questions. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button and notification bell to stay up to date on all of our new videos. And don't forget to smash that like button. And one last time, let's give it up for 24K Golden, y'all. Yeah. Hey. Fuck.
0: You can quarantine the body But you can't quarantine my soul